This is the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast, bringing you closer to all the action on Florida's home of high school football and girls flag football with amazing interviews and the latest news and events. You can follow us on Twitter at FLAHSFootball and by liking and following us on Facebook and Instagram at FloridaHSFootball. Want to drop us a message? Send us an email to football at FloridaHSFootball.com or by downloading the Anchor.fm app and leaving us a voicemail on our podcast page. Now, here's your host, the founder and publisher of FloridaHSFootball.com, Joshua Wilson. This preseason coaches interview podcast on FloridaHSFootball.com is brought to you by the Florida Athletic Coaches Association, the Florida High School 7v7 Association, ScoreStream, BSN Sports, First Down Playbook, Anytime Fitness of Gainesville, and Fox Sports Florida's Under the Lights Florida High School Football Final, airing Monday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern during the 2019 Florida High School football season. We also want to thank the Florida High School Athletic Association, Four Quarters Online, Baker Sporting Goods, and the Miami Dolphins for everything they did in supporting high school football media days for the student-athletes in Florida this preseason. Enjoy the interview. Joining me now is the head coach of the Asilla Christian Warriors, head coach Colby Roberts. Coach, appreciate you stopping by here at Tallahassee yeah, Media Day and joining, joining me here. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right. So let's take a back, little trip back down memory lane, back to last season, 8-2, and two, regional quarterfinals, playoffs, first playoff appearance since, I believe, 2005. So it was yes. a long stretch. Asilla Christian finally did it. And this play, this particular point, what do you do now to to maintain that success and earn a second straight trip to the playoffs this seventh season? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned in the uh, in the interview room, um, they kind of asked me, you know, what are you doing to maintain the success, just like you were doing? And what, what we said is, you know, we're just trying to get those guys who experienced that success last year, those underclassmen, to uh, to just build off of and just continue to work hard. Uh, this off season, we had a big tenth grade class going to be juniors this year. Um, so they, they got a little taste of that. And I always say the biggest on-field production as far as one year to the next is from 10th grade to 11th grade. So we tell them that. They're buying in as far as their work ethic in the weight room, their conditioning. So I'm excited to see them out on the field. Yeah, and definitely. And, and all that right there, you know, you know, build, building those, building the players up, building their confidence level up and all that, you know, transition to that, you know, who are going to be those team leaders that you're going to expect now to step up even further and be those key players out on the field when those lights come on Friday nights during this fall? Yeah, some of our seniors brought here. We have Carl Hall, plays tackle for us, and we have Liam Mediate, who's a junior, uh, probably our biggest lineman. Uh, he's a four-year varsity letterman as a junior. We have Brandon Hannon, a receiver, plays uh, corner for us as well. And we have some talented underclassmen, Brady Browning, made a second team All-State with Florida High School football online. He's good back. We're going to move him from quarterback to running back this year just to get the ball in his hands more. Have the sophomore tag, Williams, um, that's going to be playing quarterback, filling in for Brady at uh, that particular position. And we have Will Sullivan, Jerry Grant. So, like I said, some talented underclassmen. We're going to lean on those guys. And, uh, you know, and, and with that, you know, comes, you know, you know, 
know, you got you got the you're still class two A region one. You're still in that, but uh, if, if my understanding's correctly, I don't think y'all have the. I think the conference has kind of dissolved itself a little bit, or is it kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's uh, we in the past we had two sections. I think last year we had eight teams, so it's north and south division. Um, we had a couple teams leave, so we have five total, and that's us: uh, Rubber F Monroe, Rocky Bayou, Oak Hall, and St. Francis. So it's five total, and then um, so what we're doing is all teams have to play each other in the regular season. Whoever has the best record as far as facing each other, that's who the conference champion will be. So no no championship game is in years past, but the, the conference is still around. And that's a, and that, and that, that is definitely a, a change right there for y'all. And in terms of that, uh, but uh, looking at it uh, in, in that process, you know, with with that with that region and stuff, and with your with your conference and stuff, you know, you got the new FHA RPI formula, which yes. you know instead of using the point system now, it's it's taking more a deeper a deeper account of the, of the factor. What are your thoughts about going to RPI versus using the old point system? Yeah, I, I like it, and even with last year. Even with last year, I liked the new system. Um, but with it being a first-year program, it definitely has its, uh, its growing pain. So I think the RPI systems are tweaking a little bit. So I think it's definitely a move in the right direction. And you know, with your schedule, you know, you mean you t- I mean, of course, you got you got the you know you got the conference games that you already got on the schedule. But looking at beyond that, you know, I noticed that y'all had several out-of-state teams on the schedule. So you know, I mean, would, did the RPI kind of factor in scheduling some of these games maybe out-of-state, or was it more were y'all having a little bit tougher time finding teams to play all here, and they were kind of like yeah, it's kind of a combination of both. There, I'm just kind of looking for like-minded teams to play as well. Um, you know, we we had a series with them last year, and it's, uh, it was fun. Um, Sherwood Christian. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Facing the Giants, but it's that school and it was filmed on location. So we show our kids that movie and we go play where it was filmed on location. That's our season opener. That's a Georgia team. So it's fun playing an out-of-state team where the movie was filmed and, and they can kind of see the scenes and say, yeah, I'm playing here where the movie was filmed. So that's that's exciting. That's definitely a, um, a big to-do for our kids as well. And uh, right there, y'all y'all will actually kind of start the season a week earlier than most of the yes, other we teams do. because, yeah. uh, you know, you go out of state, it counts as a week zero game for y'all so that's for the Sherwood Christian and so right there and then of course you know again you know looking at some of these other you know games you know I mean you're actually going to make a couple trips into Georgia this year several trips so I mean I think I think at the end the end is that you know trying to give the kids a little bit more experience a taste of what's like outside of the area right it's all about the experience right there so that's one good thing about our location as far as you know being so close to the border right there playing some out-of-state teams so you see it all the time on TV when they do these crossover games since we're so close so it's, it's nice to play those. And we were actually talking with the team, Alabama, just fell through. Um, we were doing this uh, schedule cycling, but that would have been neat to play another team out of, out of state as well. But, uh, yeah, like you said, that's, that's definitely the reason as to why. Definitely. And uh, on, on that schedule, which of those games could be the toughest? I tell you what, they're all they all have tough teams and um, are, are on the upswing based on what they did last year. So I tell you what, it's uh, they're all going to be tough opponents this year. So we definitely got our work cut out for us. And uh, last but not least, to close all of this out, what is the one FHA policy or bylaw you would like to see change? <laughs> or, no is this, or, is this, or is that a multi-layer cl- uh, answer for you? It, it, it definitely could be multi-layer right there. Um, you know, one thing I know our school talked about was population numbers that increased this year. Um, so we were looking at that, but we just couldn't get the big schools to wrap their minds around how, you know, an enrollment of 100 compared to 350 is a big deal for us when they're sitting at schools that have over 1,000 kids. So it's just hard to get their minds wrapped around that. But that's one thing I noticed in particular 
I would like changed. Just just the, how how the enrollment numbers are looked at, and right? Stuff. Yeah, especially in the smaller classifications. That definitely is something. Well, well, coach, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, definitely best of luck to Silla Christian this year. Hey, try to go aim for two in a row in the playoffs. We'll do our best. All right, best, best of luck, coach. Appreciate it.